Hey everybody, and welcome back to not another pink bike podcast. Yes. <laughs> I am Mike Levy though, and Henry Quinney is here with me because you guys know all about our dumbass opinions when it comes to bikes, but we have not had the chance to force our dumbass opinions about Formula One onto you, <laughs> which is what we're planning on doing today. Oh, I'm so excited. Hey Henry. Yes. Do we have a name for this shit show? Oh God. I'm in after doing that call to arms about how everything should be heavier i'm now going to spend an hour talking about how formula one cars should be lighter (laughs) (laughs) are you scared to go back on the internet dude well the thing is that when you're when you're as lucky as i am to be correct about everything every single time yeah you don't have to live in fear because um the world comes to you (laughs) (laughs) with an attitude like that (laughs) well i i was i was trying to think up a name for this thing Mm -hmm. and you know, to be honest, we F, don't the really F Gong show. <laughs> we don't. We don't really know. Is this going to be like a, a pre-race, post-race? Are we just going to do this once and never I do d- it again? I mean, we'll see if this one goes out. Yeah, I think. I think that I would love it to be a regular thing. I'd like it to be. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think we try and do it regularly. See what Brian lets us do. Yeah. Please, Brian. He doesn't know we're doing this right now. <laughs> we're just, I am literally just going to post this onto the website. Yeah, and well, you know, he'll this is the first then. time we've seen each other in a couple of months. Yeah. And we literally, we came in here and we both were just like, yeah, no small talk straight into it. <laughs> How you been? Good. How you been? Yeah. Good. Do you want to do this? Yeah, I got other shit be, to do. Do you want to be pre- prevent, pretend to be friends on a podcast again? <laughs> it's my fucking specialty. <laughs> So, for everybody listening, we are definitely open to some names for yes, this thing. Please. Yeah, yeah. Levy yeah, sure. and Henry's F1 show mm. sounds pretty freaking lame. What about leaving cycling behind the F1 yeah. podcast? <laughs> what about off track? Mm. But I'm sure that's taken. That's probably taken. Yeah. So, so put your mm. suggestions down below. Mm. Um, I think this is going to be a off-topic series, yes. and a lot of them will be about F1. Yes. Some of them might just be about on Henry track, and I. On track, off-topic. Yeah, exactly. That's the name. On track, off-topic. Yeah. Off like top- we're getting our work done, topic, but it's track. the wrong work. Yeah, totally, yeah. Because this is a bonus, like we're supposed to be doing something else right yeah, now. Yeah, I've got so much to do. I have so much <laughs> shit to do. I haven't worked. It's amazing. We Dude, didn't work man. for two months. Yeah. It oh, stacks true. up. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I... Yeah, I've just got a lot to get through, but I'm not, hmm, I'm like, I feel like there's a part of my brain that's like the fire door between the, there's like the, I know behind that fire door, there's a lot of burning urgency, Yeah. but there's this partition in my brain where I'm just like, la, la, la. Just don't touch the doorknob. <laughs> don't, don't touch, touch the, the doorknob. Door the doorknob's hot. Every now and then I'll offer the back of my hand. Yeah. To it and like, oh yeah, no, totally. I should probably do something about that. Right. <laughs> okay. Throw so, a bottle of lilt in there. Just, oh God. <laughs> Just throw it in there with all the other undone things. Oh my god, yes. Anyway, yeah. no, but let's, let's not talk about bikes. Though. No, let's not talk about bikes. They're not here to hear about bikes. No, you guys aren't here on pick bike. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give them an idea of how this show is gonna go because I've got a general outline. Henry Good. is just winging it. We haven't yeah, really haven't scripted or talked yes. about anything. Uh, but what I was thinking we're going to do is talk about preseason testing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell happened to McLaren? What the hell happened mm. to Aston? That kind of stuff. Yes. Lance Stroll and his bicycle accident. What is it with F1 races? Alonso did himself in a couple of years ago. Mark Webber, of course. Yeah. And his Tansmate. Because, I mean... They're no. used to four wheels, dog. Not two. Yeah, but Mark <laughs> Webber, was it 20... Would it be, I can't remember if it was 2010 or 12, but it was before the Korean GP. Yeah. And he did that hairline fracture in his hip, I think. It was it was like a mountain bike triathlon yeah, thing. Yeah, it was, but it was his event. Yeah. And yeah, cycle, I mean, I, I love the the relationship between cycling and Formula One because think how many millions of pounds Valtteri Bottas has paid. 
millions. And on his Instagram account, just because Canyon gave him probably one 105 equipped gravel bike, he's always wearing his Canyon hat. <laughs> Alfa Romeo must just be like, what the, what the hell? We paid this guy so much money. And he's like there in his Team Sky t-shirt. I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what most of these injuries actually are because a mm. lot of times we hear like they're like, like oh it's a training accident this Montoya's on tennis injury tennis accident yeah. or whatever like <laughs> yeah no you're, you're totally right you're totally yeah. right um so based on some of the preseason stuff we're also going to make some predictions probably oh okay yeah of course because cool. every preseason f1 show has to have some predictions you know, yeah i mean i i sorry, sorry to derailing you but i think that we, we both consume a lot of formula one media and the thing that formula one has which cycling doesn't have is lots of people that are in no like they're not in like the corridors of power than formula one but their job is making youtube videos where they give poorly researched articles and opinions and insights that they don't know it's all speculation yeah and I, I really hate them do? and now i'm doing it myself <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like i bumped into pedro de la rosa once yeah and that's my only connection like i, I basically i just i stared at him draw a gaze from 50 yards and thought my god he's handsome and that was it. That's my insight into Formula One. Have I ever told you my Jensen Button story? Mate, oh, yes. Didn't you put on his helmet or something? No? Well, there's also that. Um, at Bell in Seneca, they wouldn't let me put it on, to oh. be fair. But I did hold his world championship, one of his oh world championship helmets. It was pretty oh, cool. Oh, man, that'd be but so sick. I was flying into Geneva or out of Geneva. Mm -hmm. And I walk on this plane. Mm -hmm. And there's oh Jensen Button. I'm such a fanboy, man. Yeah, right at the front. Right at the front, mm. of course. And usually, like, I don't give a shit about anybody. I yeah. Oh like, my. I could care Dude, less. Dude, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. <laughs> my toes are curling. Yeah. Like, but I usually don't care. Like, famous people, like, mountain bikers, I don't care. Like, I don't yeah. need to meet anybody. I'm not like that. You know what I did? He's got his head down, reading, because he probably doesn't want anybody to notice mm. him. He's coming back from somewhere. He's tired of talking to people. Yes. He's wearing like a beautiful cashmere sweater. Oh, but he looks fantastic. Like, amazing. Oh, yeah. Dude, his hair. Oh, heavens. Like, anyways. <laughs> I walk up to him. I walk up to him. You never do this to a stranger. I walk up to him yeah. and I just put my hand on his arm and I said, are you Jensen Button? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what came over me. The second I did it, I oh, knew it was inappropriate. You sweet, you sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> And he looks up at me and he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, it's nice to meet you. And then I just turned around and walked away. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't oh, have anything yes. clever to say. But anyways, I just touched this complete mm. stranger. It doesn't matter who he is. Mm. And I, yeah, I just, I'm super embarrassed to, to this day about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's something about, I think it's well Jensen Button or that style of driver that, how to put this. I think, you know, there are, there are certain drivers which... I know. I, I think trying to think of the last 10, 15 years, it's probably Jensen Button, Mark Webber, maybe Rubens Barrichello, but like that are universally liked and respected. Yeah. Like no one really, like even with Vettel or Alonso, Hamilton, oh, whoever. Those guys win everyone's, too much. But everyone's That's got why. a bit of dirt on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you did this once. You did that. You know what I mean? You Whether it's Multi-21, whether it's, you know, you know, James, you do understand the message. No, that was, you know, like Hamilton... You know, his dynamic with, or so many other drivers, maybe Alonso and how the Massa thing unfolded. Yeah. You know, there's always a bit of like, ooh, but Jensen Button, maybe Mark Webber, I'm, I'm sure there were others. They just look like nice people. Yeah. And even like Nico Rosberg, like once he left the sport, everyone was like, wow, fair play. But then he starts every stream, whatever, like, <laughs> I'm the man that beat Lewis Hamilton in the same <laughs> machinery. You know what I mean? And so there, there were those style of drivers that are just so 
so universally loved and admired. Yeah. And I think he's, I mean, I, I was always a, a really big Jensen Button fan. I was just made up when he got that. I remember this, you know, we're going to talk about preseason a bit today, but I think that preseason when he went to McLaren, which was in 2010, was maybe one of the great, yeah, the great preseasons. So much excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah, just amazing, amazing season that one, 2010. Yeah. He won me over Canada 2011. Yes. Like, because he's good in like that mixed condition mm. stuff and he's smooth and yes. like everything that I'm not. Yeah, no, no, no. I understand. You I know? mean, so I like he can that. get over Kashmir as well. Are you, dude. So good. The sweater was so soft, <laughs> so soft. Yeah. No, if you, someone walked up to me and just mm. touched my arm like that, I would, I wouldn't like it. I. Well, yeah. I mean, I obviously, we, you know, it's funny because within the very small niche of cycling, there is a very small niche of mountain biking. Within that very small niche, one or two people know who you and I am. Yeah. You and I, are, you know, which is like we're not. It's not. It's, it's like our aunt's nephew, kid. Yeah. Like yeah. Their yeah. <laughs> But I once had one guy really get in my face, like in a nut. He was being really friendly, but he was probably about three inches away from my face. Yeah, and it was quite. I, I mean, I, I know why Britney Spears shaved her head. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and because I have like sixteen Instagram followers, and you know what I mean, like no one knows who I am. Yeah, but these these world, these world famous people. I mean, how do they do it? I, just getting, I, basically just getting groped by bike bike journalists. Right? They're trying to get sure. <laughs> So, Henry, before we wade into us sounding like idiots, mm -hmm. I want us to frame our dumbass opinions a little bit, mm. um, just so people know like where we're coming from. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you, you're from Europe. I am from Europe. So, that means that you probably grew up watching Formula One and soccer, one being super interesting, mm. one being a proven well, sleep aid. Well, well mine my, my was a rally household. Oh, shit. My, my dad was a rally driver. My mom was his co-driver. That's how they met. Wow. So my dad was doing an interview in a, in a in a magazine, and they said, "And so uh, you need a you need a new co-driver. Would you mind it being a woman?" He said, "No, I don't care." But they printed it as I'm not going to say my dad's name, but such and such seeks female co-driver. <laughs> and my mom, who just won nationals in her class, rang him up to call him a dick. <laughs> oh wow! And that's how they met. Um, so your mom did drive too. Mom, she was a co-driver. Yes, yeah. but she she won nationals in in her class. Come what year it was, but um. She won the same year that Nikki Grist won, who was Colin, yeah. eventually being Colin McRae's co-driver. Um, and, and in my dad's side of the family, there's lots of rallying. There's links to, uh, when, when my dad was quite young, his, his mother was sadly very ill. And being British and repressed and estranged, <laughs> the, the, the family's decision was, my father shouldn't see this. You know what I mean? He should be a further away. Yeah. For so... I think, you know, my dad ended up, like, you know, schooling away from home, whatever, mm -hmm. and also spending a lot of time with my godfather, um, a chap called Tim Riley, who's a, just an amazing, amazing car driver and mechanic. And his dad, um, Pat Riley, drove a pro, pro drive oh, wow. back in the day. And, and his mother, I can't recall her name, she won the Monte Carlo rally in the first edition in her class in the Mini, Mini Cooper. Up, Mini up Cooper until now, factory. Henry... Mm. I've only ever heard stories about you living on the farm and having to like till the farm at three in the morning. I thought yeah, it was just farm life. I'm, I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, I think that you know, my, I think that seeing, I don't know without getting too personal, most of the Formula One podcast and no one cares, but I remember my dad got this met. He wanted to get back into rallying when I was probably about four, and listen, like you know, farming in the in the late nineties it was horrible in the UK. We had um, mad cow disease, yeah. you know, it was, it was just fucking awful, awful. And I remember being very aware 
my dad had this dream of getting a rally car again and i wanted to be a rally driver more than anything yeah i remember i got one of his friends gave me this pro, pro drive extra small overall fireproof overall and i just wore it everywhere i loved it and yeah, i just no play doubt. i play colin mccray rally all day every day and my dad had this metro and then he got this donor car to build this metro into a race car and i remember from quite a young age like no, my parents were so lovely like don't be wrong they never mentioned this to me they never said anything yeah but i remember thinking oh my god if if me and my sisters weren't here, my dad could build his rally car. And just seeing that this car basically couldn't afford to do it, it just like rusted away. Yeah. And it was just a shell of this, this skeletal car in the yard. And it was really sad because I, I, if, I, if I was a millionaire, I'd buy my dad a rally car. It's just a constant reminder of you being a burden. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, everything felt like a burden in farming in the 90s. Like, yeah. it, was just, it was just shit. Like, and, um, and yeah, I, I've just, I would love, I would love to get my dad, not, 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 the thing I love about my dad is that even when he talks about car and cars now, he doesn't give a he doesn't care about power. Yeah, he cares about chassis and geometry and stability. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get him just like a really well sorted, well balanced car. That if I was a multi billionaire, that well, if I won the lottery, that's the first thing I'd probably buy. How come you didn't get into driving? Um, I think truthfully, I mean. I don't know how to how, how personal to be. Basically, I I knew it was very expensive. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like, you know, we we have this idea of, of privilege, and um and everyone, I, I was enormously privileged to grow up in the UK, and I was enormously privileged to come from just a, such a loving family. My family are fucking great, and yeah. not everyone gets that, and and that's not lost on me. But I was always aware, as a child, of what was expensive and what wasn't, and I I learnt, just because I. Because the the situation within farming and the instability. I mean, you know, then when you're ten years old and foot and mouth comes around and they cull half the livestock that my dad's parents spent like a generation building, yeah. just as a precaution. You're aware of the unpredictability of, of of agriculture in, in Britain in, in that time. And um, and if anyone wants, to, you know, watch Clarkson's farm, it's like that. Yeah. It, it is like that. And um, and so I sort of I think from an early age learnt or, or was aware not to express interest in things that were expensive because my parents were so kind they'd probably have done it for me yeah okay and that would would have made me uncomfortable so i i very quickly grew out of any aspiration to do anything expensive yeah um until i got into road cycling but that was at the same time that i, I left school and i could afford my own stuff yeah and so that was just a liberation in itself so when does f1 come into the picture f1 first, comes first f1 memory first f1 memory i was two years old when Ayrton senna died and i can remember it oh wow yeah because i i knew that I remember it really clearly. I remember my dad being upset. Yeah. And I remember thinking years ago, there's no way I remember that. But I remembered it because not only did we, did he die, but also we then moved some sheep that afternoon. I remember moving the sheep as well. I meant to say moving. I was basically looking cute with a stick in my hand yeah, yeah. in a gate, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would have been like, probably my mum would have been holding me, whatever. Like it wasn't really moving sheep. Like uh, Like we had like a quad bike and I'd sit on the front, you know? sorry not on the front on the front of the seat <laughs> i wasn't just lashed down <laughs> and um yeah and so we'd like you know fo follow the sheep wherever and i always find it very exciting and uh anyway so i had this memory and i i, I realized maybe i don't know 10 years ago i was like there's no way i could remember that when i was two years old and so i really went through the arca archives of broadcast races and deaths and that was it because there was it was what's the there was another chap that died on the friday of the practice roland ratzberger ratzberger that was it yeah and um and yeah, and it was that. That's my earliest memory of Formula One. Oof. And then I had another memory when I was probably about, I would say about six. I remember there was this Minardi conking at a race. And I said to my dad, 
could your car go that fast? And my dad was like, you're still going like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 not a chance. How about you? What was your, what was your first one on Uh Not as early as that, that's for sure. So I remember, so in Canada, we have TSN, the sports mm, network. Yes. I, think, I think it's still around. It is. I, I, I watch the football highlights and it's... You watch CFL? Canadian Football League no, highlights? God, no. I watch the TSN version of the Premier League. Okay. When they go oh, right soccer. Here. Okay. Soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soccer. Dude, you know the Stanley Cup? I know of it. So the Stanley Cup in Cars the movie, it's called the Stanley's Cup. Oh. But when everyone was talking about the Stanley Cup over here, I didn't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what ice hockey is. I thought we were talking about cars. I was like, "Wow, big fans." <laughs> Sorry, as you were saying. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I remember I was probably maybe twelve, mm. twelve, thirteen, and just flipping through channels on the morning. We had like thirty-two channels and stumbling onto. Uh, TSN, it was channel 15 mm. in British Columbia back then, and there was this red car going around real fast. Mm. Um, yeah, and I I really liked it. And I remember what my I used to do is I would go to McDonald's, or I would go with my family to McDonald's mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings, and yeah. I would get Egg McMuffins, and I would bring them back, and I would eat two Egg McMuffins, and I would watch the Formula yes. One race. Um, but I think I liked it because here in North America... Nobody else did. Yeah, but that's what just like bikes. Yeah, know? no, totally. I mean, back then anyway. That that was that was it for me. Like it was always rugby morning, rugby. Because you know, it's a lot easier to follow Formula One in Europe. Yeah. Play rugby Sunday morning, come home, woof down the lunch. Yeah. As quick as possible, um, and that would tend to be like you know your your early season stuff because we only play rugby till till May. But that was a strong memory of just eating food as quick as possible to get to the Formula One. Yeah, I I, you know. I remember having zero, basically zero Formula One information. This mm. was before the internet Of course, too. yeah, yeah. And so there was nothing, absolutely nothing. And then uh, when we got the internet, obviously there was a bit more stuff, but nothing like it is, mm. it is now where everybody likes it. But like for, I don't know, from when I was like that age up until just a few years ago, like I basically watched it by myself all the time. I mean, it's funny though, isn't it? Because... You know, it's, oh man, it's weird. I'm, I've gone from, it was quite weirdly emotional talking about farming back in the day there. And now I'm going to sound, going to remind people that it's not all, you know, I'm going to start being a bit of an idiot really. Great. But, you know, it's funny because I think that you, you see it a lot in, for instance, in skiing. We can all agree that more people skiing and enjoying the outdoors is a nice thing. And it's good that like it's been like kind of democratized and it's it's being leveled and more people have access to it. Until you want to go skiing yourself and you're like, yeah. oh my god, like exactly, I wish yeah. I wish I never supported these initiatives. <laughs> the lifts are huge, <laughs> the lines are crazy. And um and then the Formula One's something interesting because I think Formula One's blown up in such a way over these last few years. And it's really strange because I think that I think that for Formula One for me was never about blockbuster moves. It was never about I remember growing up, I never gave a, I never gave a shit about overtaking. Oh yeah. There it was wasn't all any. about dude, it was all about doing the maths and Martin Brundle telling you how much fuel he put in. Well over eight seconds at eight eight liters per second of fuel, that's gonna be this, which is this and the fuel burning lap and you're like, Oh my god, they're gonna go sixty four and no one got and you'd be so excited. Yeah. And now it's like, oh now they've got a magic button to overtake and it's like people lose their minds for DRS. It's like it wasn't about fucking high scoring games it was about in the same way you know you joke about soccer or football or whatever but football is great because the goal is so meaningful mm-hmm. and it's sometimes one nil but it's anticipation you know yeah. the anticipation was greater and now we're in this situation where like it's so blockbuster they just it's going for the lowest i mean it's they make a lot more money so good for them i guess but i can't say i'm in love with formula one the same way i used to be yeah because 
the cars were so small it was so raw and the over i don't care if they're overtakes or not i don't care if someone overtakes in a pit stop but this we've gone down this really annoying cul-de-sac of high deg tires but the to me at least it seems like the degradation is quite linear and so in 2012 i think there was i think it was a canadian race again and it was like it kind of shaped the framework i suppose for this avenue they've gone down with the pirellis but um like the dr- the drivers know the teams know they have the data it's quicker if we just go at this speed on the on the mediums yeah it's not that pit stop to pit stop thing that you used to get Sprint. with refueling you know yeah, yeah. and i used to love that man especially when like yeah I don't know. Well, they're never going to bring refueling back. No, they're not. In, yeah, yeah. And then but do you know what I mean? Do you, would you? Yeah, get I, I, I would agree. I think there's good and bad to it. Like, I do like the fact that I talk to a bunch of people about F1 now, mm. and like, there's you know group chats, and like, it's not just me sitting in a dark room by myself, mm. you know, like spooning a pillow while I watch <laughs> Formula One. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> even like my, my girlfriend loves F1 just mm. as much as I do. I mean, She's the drive obsessed. to survive done crazy things for the sport. Yeah, you know, I mean, and yeah, like it is. I don't, I'm not bad because there's a lot of people that are probably coming coming used to it and thinking, well, who's this guy to say? I don't think that the Formula One of 10, 15 years ago would have been uninteresting to these new people. I think it would have taken a bit to get into. Yeah. But I genuinely think if you'd had a Netflix series, then with the f- they would have loved it just as much. Yeah. But what annoys me is the, is the really, I just see it as pandering. Yeah. Just making it just a bit crummy than it needs to be i i think the one thing i will say it is absolutely incredible that i can just open my computer mm. and watch all the practice sections yes. sessions i could go out on boards mm. i could see have all this stuff just at my fingertips like as somebody who grew up watching car racing in north america like this is the golden days dude it's pretty racing, bad it is pretty know? bad i mean it's taken over like i used to watch indycar and kart back mm. then like all this stuff and now, like, there's so much F1 content that I just don't watch anything else. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that the Formula One, the access is amazing. The racing is 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 really good. Don't get me wrong. I would just prefer it if it was maybe a little bit more attritional yeah. in terms of the racing. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think of all the really exciting parts of, you know, I don't know, maybe like, for instance, whether it's, you know, um, Interlagos 2008 with, you know, Lewis yeah. Hamilton coming back through, whether it is, again, maybe Lewis Hamilton Silverstone 2020 when he was coming through that broken wing because his tyre went. Attritional racing makes for great racing. So before they made DRS and all these rule changes and the racing is more exciting, I want to say there were eight or nine seasons mm-hmm. where it was decided by one point. Yes. So we had all sorts of close racing, but it was different. It was different, yeah. and it is more exciting now. And I don't think that you can argue that it's not more exciting now. I, I, I think it's more super. I think it's more blockbuster. Yeah. But it depends. What What do you find more exciting? You know, the film, uh, maybe I don't know, Seven, with like Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's suspenseful. Big payoff. It's the head at the end, wow. right in the box. Dude, don't spoilers. Oh, <laughs> um, or is like Avengers more exciting? Well, I would say the suspense of Seven is going to vastly outstrip the constant robots, whatever it is, punching each other in the face and gods yeah. and all this shit. Like, I, I just think that I'm a big believer in payoff and I'm a big believer in sometimes you, you've got to be patient to get a really good thing. I, I, you know, you watch Formula One and sprint racing, man. What the fuck's that about? Dude, it, uh, it kills me because what I 
if you like F1, a lot of people who like F1 are into like the stats of it as well yeah, and the it, history it, of it. It cannibalizes stats. And as stats. soon as you change it, it wrecks everything. Yeah. But and it, I know was, things change. Do you though. know what they pisses me to. off? Like the, the point structure changes. And yeah. no one offers time-corrected point structure. Go, somebody, Sky, go through the results and put 25 points for the win going back to 1950. And so we know what these points mean. And then someone will go, and so it turns out, uh, you know, fucking Lance Stroll's just overtaken Ayrton Senna in terms of career <laughs> points. It's like, are you mad? <laughs> Obviously he didn't. Like someone, get a fucking spreadsheet, spend an afternoon and get it right. It just pisses, you know what I mean? Like it just destroys yeah. it. And it doesn't, that could be corrected. Sorry. Have that. you have you watched any of the new Drive to Survive? I can't watch it, man. Yeah, I watched first episode last night. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, anytime F one is on and cars are going no, zoom zoom, I'm do, I'm happy. The problem is, you'll see it will be like you'll see. The, what will happen is there'll be I don't know Charles Leclerc with an egg. He cracks the egg. He goes, oh, it's running. They will then take that vo- voiceover and they'll put it on a Max Verstappen race. Max Verstappen comes out the pit. Oh, he's running. And it's like, there's no context. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, so, sorry. Something, I lost my shit over this when it started. I will say this. They they have the boom mic that they're hanging mm-hmm. over everybody. And I think sometimes they forget that, like the guys forget they're being recorded. Mm-hmm. And all the guys are standing around Checo's car mm-hmm. and they're looking into the car and somebody they somebody asks something about the seat like i don't know what they say and max goes that's for checo's fat ass <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of um what do you think of max Verstappen? oh dude he is like he's obviously i mean what so okay so that question though like mm. as a person as a driver no i mean as a i, I don't think it's fair to as, as a person i think that we only we only ever see i mean when you know someone face to face when when you see them every day in the office or, yeah. or whatever you only know them five percent yeah yeah when you see them in a racing car you know them 0.3 percent like we're not getting close i know jensen pretty well i touched his sweater he touches just meaty arm jensen oh my god they look so safe <laughs> hold me jensen hold me <laughs> but you know i mean but i think he in terms of pr yeah Max Verstappen is like, he is, a, he can be a proper dumpster fire. Oh, he could be. Dude, that thing with Checo last year. What was he thinking? Wait, what are you talking about? When um, he, over, it was, was it, was it Interlagos oh, again? Oh, dude, don't give me that. Do you know where that happened? That, that's, do you know the backstory though? About the Monaco crash? Checo literally crashed on purpose yeah, to keep Max from qualifying in front of him. And then Checo won the race. No one seems to be bothered that that idiot crashed on purpose. Mm. Remember I mean, Nelson Piquet Jr. Yeah, yeah, crashed yeah. on purpose, banned True, forever. Yeah. But do you think, do you think, I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the steering telemetry. It's strange. Oh, he did though. Do, do, do you think he did? Yes, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I've what? sorry, I don't, Checo hasn't yet told me that he did. Are we going to get sued? Just, do you think Checo listens? Just imagine Checo, if Checo like sued Pink Bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Brian. <laughs> Brian hasn't even listened to this podcast. He was like, Sheldon, like, Brian, we recorded a Formula One podcast. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, no, it gets worse. <laughs> but, I Okay, so I've watched videos where um, professional race car drivers analyze the data. Mm. And basically the consensus is Checo crashed on purpose in Monaco during qualifying. Hmm. On like, uh, to me that is like that is, get that out is of the bad. sport. That's yeah, ridiculous. That, that is bad. But the thing is, like, I mean, I'm gonna sound. 
I mean, I, I don't, I, you're right, I don't like that. However, it is a big however. Like, no one, everyone does bad things. And Max could have just, could have, he could have told him afterwards. He did tell him afterwards. And maybe, maybe, but you know what I mean? But you can, you can, you can express yourself with the words. I think you could have just. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree. Like none of it is, I like when this stuff comes out actually, you Mm. know, because they're humans and they're making mistakes. And like, if you're going to be this good at anything, you're going to be a selfish prick. Like any Mm. athlete, you have to be a beast. Like Max is a beast. Like they're Mm. all animals, super Mm. selfish. You have to be. And in that moment, Checo made a decision and he probably regrets that decision. But do you think, yeah, it's hard because yeah, I'll never ever support him. Or like, not that he cares. He's, no. he's, he's yeah. I mean, I think that Checo's an interesting character. I think that you know when he came came through at Sauber, he was it was a really exciting time. Went to McLaren, didn't get along with our boy Jensen. Yeah, you know, get out of here. Then there was the the Ocon thing. You know, oh, didn't. Yeah. But I think I think anyone really gets a little bit on on well with Ocon. No, we'll talk about what? the French national team. Oh, soon. okay, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I, I, how do I feel? I, I, I would love to see him. I'd love to see him take it to Max a bit more, but it just feels like whenever he get, as soon as he gets in that window performance in that Red Bull, yeah, basically because Max is just such a phenomenal driver. If Checo can drive it well, that means it's not, it's not alive enough. It's not, yeah, it's not risky and payoff enough. You know, like, and so even though the potential is higher in Max's setup and, and where they'll lead, where they'll take development, it's always, I think, it's always gonna be quite difficult for. Yeah, and he probably accepts. Even he's getting. I mean, we talk about like poor guy. He gets paid like twenty million quid a year, and he drives a Formula One car, and he wins the odd race. It's not so bad. Yeah, you know. But he has to crash on purpose to qualify in front of his teammates. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Um, well, the jury's that we don't know that's what happened. No, we don't. Hundred percent. We don't. Hundred percent. Just imagine being Max's teammate too. So I actually I read an article recently on the race. Mm-hmm. Great, great journalism. Exactly. Yeah. The hyphen race dot com. They do, and the YouTube channel's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that's the ones, Great yeah. Great podcasts. Yeah. Way better podcast than this. I was going to say, they actually do their Professional. jobs properly. Do you think they listen to us? And they're like, wow. No. I like, I like the fuck, the fuck <laughs> that you talked about agriculture for 15 minutes at the start of this podcast. <laughs> Checo's going to sue these guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, <laughs> there was an article on the website, though. Um, and why it are was, we so shit, Levy? <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> There's an article Goodness and it, it talked about Elbon. It was an interview with Elbon and it talked about why he couldn't drive the car that was designed mm. around Max. Yeah. And it was basically, it's what everybody knows now. The car's really pointy, really, really tons of front end, yeah. all the front end, mm. which gives none of the rear end. Yes. And I mean, you can't blame Red Bull for building a car for Max because no. Max is probably a once in a generation talent. Yes. Whether I like it or not. Um, let's let's segue this into preseason testing. Well, actually, we, your your screen has turned off. We haven't looked at the script in that long. Wow! Should we actually? How long has it been? Two hours? Three I mean, hours? Quite, I think yeah. I think we were in farming for a while. <laughs> let's let's get into preseason testing a little bit since we are talking about Red Bull and mm-hmm. let's talk about them basically showing everybody and testing how the year might go. Yeah. Uh, my one question for this is they don't have as much development money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they didn't have as much wind tunnel time. They can't develop the car. So have they put everything they have towards making this car super fast out of the gate and hoping that other teams don't catch I, up? I, I think what you see in what you see in 
sport at an elite level. Um, whether it's in cycling with someone like Jumbo Visma would be a good example. Whether it's someone like, you know, in, in football. When you're spending a lot of money, I think, con- converse to what you think, I think you actually get better. Each dollar goes further. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you're a lot of it is about actually efficiency and ha- that's how you get so good. I mean, like, all I mean by those examples would be Team Sky was made doing the big money thing for a while mm-hmm. and Jumbo Visma was pumping money into it. But it it's actually, working out for them now, it isn't is, it? It is, but it took years <laughs> yeah. for them to actually get it. You could you could look at the same with, like, um, you know, in football, it takes a huge, soccer, sorry, it takes a huge amount of investment and years of learning how to spend money really effectively. Yeah. And so you look at Red Bull and they, they have got a budget cap, but I would imagine, although they have lost some really, you know, some key staff members, as have Mercedes, to the people like Aston. But yeah, I think that they're they're probably actually so efficient. I don't think it will harm them that much. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Like you know, that's why you look at poor old Alpine who have been rebuilding since two thousand and six. <laughs> you think about Aston Martin who Alpine. <laughs> yeah, you always talk. You Aston Aston Martin. Everything is like well, they're pouring concrete in Woking and wherever they're from. Like, how much concrete are these guys pouring? Stop pouring the concrete. Get on the, Do something with get it. Get on the modelling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and like, and so I don't know, man. I think um, I think if if we were being honest, if you heard about Red Bull throwing five million euro at something, or Aston Martin throwing five million euros at something, yeah, who do we think will get the greater? Oh, I mean, Nui's going to do a lot more yeah, with that five million yeah. than. I mean, I'm sure they've got cle- incredible, incredibly talented people across the board in Formula One. You don't get there unless you're you're excellent. Yeah. But um, I know this. Um, I mean, it's going to be really hard. But what do you think about the overspending thing last year? So I've read a couple different things because it was actually they got a tax rebate as well, didn't they? I don't know. Well, basically, so they they said so they overspent by like wherever it was, like a million. Yeah. They actually filed their things wrong, and they got a tax rebate of like nine hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> So I've read that that money could have counted for a couple tenths of a second, mm. especially that year. Mm. And to me, like, I I don't know. It sounds like part of me thinks it's like outright cheating, but part of me is like, yeah, it's F1. Move on. Yeah, totally. So I, I, I don't know. My question, though, for you would be, mm. are they going to make it a boring year at the front? I, mm, I think that Ferrari, you know, now that um, Benito was the old CEO, yeah, yeah now, now that he's gone, yeah, poor, poor bugger, eh? Um, now that he's gone, and uh, is it Rasu? Yeah, yeah, now, now that he's come in, I, I, I often see these names always written down, and so I'm always kind of nervous about saying them on a podcast. You know me and my record with pronunciation, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I hope Ferrari won't Ferrari themselves, I think they will, yeah, I think that without, I think f- Formula One is very much what it is it's such a global sport and it's becoming even more so i don't know what they're they're in, it feels to me like it was in like i think it was maybe 2012 or something 2013 and they were like we're going to only recruit italian engineers yeah and it's like that seems like where the decline started yeah. I mean, they had a great car in 2018 uh maybe they arguably should have won but they can never really get out of from underneath their own feet you know what their biggest problem is mm. is that everything but first mm is bad news yes for them mm. and like last year was a great season Bonotto shouldn't have lost his job somebody in strategy did lose their or they got changed out now mm. more recently but like they had a great year last year and i think i mean no one was going to beat red bull yeah i mean just well, like no dude, one's going to beat the thing this is year. red bull that 
what the first three races they couldn't even get a car to the finish yeah imagine if max had won those first two races yeah you know well, i mean I, th- I think i think charles leclerc seems like a good bugger i think uh i think they can make a great car they've got their engine sorted but i just i don't think they'll be able to get out of their way yeah you know like i think red bull are just such a complete organization i think mercedes it feels like it feels like they're still haven't got the you know maybe the fourth fastest car this year looking at testing aston eh the aston looks really good the aston's a beautiful question Mm. if fernando wins a race Mm -hmm. will you cry i will cry for sebastian vettel (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i I mean it feels like after a career of doing the wrong thing at the wrong time or even the right thing at the wrong time yeah you know like it finally feels that maybe Fernando Alonso, you know, Fan- Fernando Alonso has basically been falling upwards since he left Minardi. Yeah, you know, going on to a supposedly better deal and it being an absolute fucking disaster. He has made the dumbest decisions, made, like in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. I mean, but then you know, you look, and you look at Lewis Hamilton. He's made the really good decisions in hindsight, but at the time it looked really daft. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it might, he might be. He might have actually finally gone in his career where he's gone from a to a better car which might be the first time it's ever really happened yeah <laughs> you know is it also the most beautiful car in the grid the aston martin is yeah, yeah. those side pods are spectacular and color yes and we all know that's the most important thing do you think though that hmm, i think that i would be surprised if stroll jr yeah doesn't massively get under Alon- in alonso's way i think i think alonso is too I don't think he's... I don't like this reputation of him being as... Um, I think he's probably a nice, honest person, but I think he's a very direct person. And I don't think that dynamic's going to work well with old mate Lancey Boy Stroll. No, but I also think that Stroll Sr. knows who he should be backing, which is definitely not his son. But what is up with that, though? Do you think- so here's, well, here's the thing. So, first off, I think Stroll is really easy to hate. Because mm. in all his interviews and stuff, he definitely doesn't come off as personable. Mm. Like, he looks like he hasn't had media training. Like, yes. all these guys have media training and blah, blah, blah. They've been doing it for a long time. I mean, uh, the media training you and I do is exhausting. <sighs> That's why we're yeah. so good. good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but he's easy to dislike. He is. You know, especially on camera and those and, interviews and also, are so, like... And people like to be tribalistic and dislike someone. Yeah. And he also, like, he's a billionaire's son mm. and the billionaire owns the team and he's done some dumb shit. And but look at him, too. But he is a good driver. I mean, look at his... his, his Street uh, courses. Street courses. And in I, the rain. I think, and that says a lot, dude. I mean, yeah, that poll in Turkey, 2020, maybe? Fantastic. But I think the problem that they're going to have is if they have a bad car, it's not going to come to the fore. Yeah. But you can guarantee if they have a good car the does not compute will just be flicking to Alonso's brain. Yeah. Because I think that, I mean, obviously Alonso knows knows what a great stroll, driver stroll is. You don't get into Formula 1, rich rich dad or not. Unless it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, 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 got, you got to be pretty good. To get a pole in Formula 1 is just He's ridiculous. Remarkable. It's remarkable. You ridiculous. Is. So I, I would love to, if the end of the year, it was either, I would love it, I would love it if um, Lance Stroll maybe silenced some doubters. Yes. I think that'd be really, really great. But I do think that Alonso is basically on a ticking time bomb of his career now. And if he's got a good car and and yeah. old Lancey boy's getting underneath, underneath his feet, I think it will just be, I think we're going to see, the the. I think Alonso is getting more of a caricature of himself as he gets older. Yeah. Um, because he knows that 
he knows why well, so much speculation here of course but i think that he understands that the, the narrative the greed narrative is that he should have won more world titles and he's one of the best drivers of the modern era that's got the least amount of titles yeah you know um and I think that that gives him a lot of confidence to go into conflict with, yeah, as it would for anyone. Yeah, I, for his sake, for our sake, I hope that car is fast, and I hope he fucking brings it. I would love him to get a win. Just imagine. Just imagine. Who would you rather get a win? Fernando Alonso or Nico Hulkenberg? Oh, I don't care about Nico. No, I don't give a toss. I mean, about I, Nico. I think that Nico is. Obviously, amazing driver. That pole in again in Interlagos, two thousand and ten, maybe. Yeah, was fantastic. But he should have brought it home a couple of times now into that into that podium position. Yeah, I'm a big Haas fan, and I mm. like K Meg, but I think that um, I understand why they went with him because obviously he's safer hands than mm. safer hands than old Mick. Mm. But I do think that's a place for a driver that maybe isn't 52 years old and isn't his 30th F1 season yeah. and hasn't had a ton of chances. And like, I know in the real world, Haas wants points because points are money and blah, blah, yes. and all those things. And that's all that matters. So I do sort of applaud them because they're, they are just thinking performance, mm. but it's just not exciting. No, it's not exciting, but you're right. It's not exciting, but I think that the, and also it just, it feels like they may be overcompensated. They went for two rookies disaster and now yeah. they're going for two old hands yeah i will like keg meg though when he said suck my balls mm. to hulkenberg on live television yeah forever he will forever <laughs> be in my heart he is awesome and then the fifth place last year and he had a good season last mm, year he did yes i wish mick was still around but unfortunately what what, what do you think will happen with with alpine there's something oh, we haven't talked the french about. national team the french national team yeah uh i couldn't give a shit to be honest with I you. I find them really hard to care about. Yeah. They they I know I was bag on them but they are imagined you know dragons. Why? Go on. It's the French part. Do you think it is? It is. It's I like Ocon is hard to like. Mm. Um he has uh, he's just hard to like and honestly same with Gasly too like for me I think it comes down to one Pierre cried in a Red Bull F1 car when because max was destroying him so bad so i just i have a hard time yeah but dude, i can't if you think about like <laughs> none, none of these people to be a professional athlete you mentioned it earlier on but we all we, we all have different you know references and mechanisms for validation and that's the one way they feel good is being good at formula one i think arguably the only healthy formula one driver ever was Kimi Räikkönen, and that's because he was a high-function alcoholic. He had another vice, you know? Yeah, but dude, I don't want to see my Formula One drivers crying because they're not as fast as their teammate. Then, dude, it's not, it's not him crying that's the problem. It's this weird media we feel we've got to put everything out. Let the guy have some privacy. Yeah. That was, that was the issue. I'm sure lots of people have cried. It's just like what Albon said, these guys race me so hard when he was in a Red Bull car and he was just getting, like, just beating up, beaten mm. up on. To me, like, an F1 driver to me is like a... F14 pilot mm. you know like Top Gun <laughs> like I know it's yeah. corny but like I, but they're humans man I know they're human mm. but I just like he was in the car crying and I just I couldn't take it I couldn't mm. I couldn't do it and for Ocon yeah I've just seen him do a lot of stuff and also it's a factory team who is constantly sucking like really bad really badly really bad and I just I can't get behind it 
No, they and also the old serial. Yeah, he really. I think that the Drive to Survive series made him to be such a villain. Yeah, and I think he helped himself. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, they were an easy team to be quite apathetic about. And then all this stuff in the off season with Oscar Pastrami. Oh, good God! I, wait, no, I can't support Alpine <laughs> after all that. After all that, but you know, it's funny. Imagine when McLaren did their launch, and I think launches have changed over the last couple of years. We're talking about now. It seems like more of a livery launch on a three D render yeah. than it is about how exciting it used to be. Yeah. Um, no more Spice Girls at the launches. No more Spice Girls. No more just. You know, you just see them like just stood outside with like ten people in front of a garage, and it'd be like, "This is our car." <laughs> now it's it will literally be like, yeah, like. And so we've got. I'm trying, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to think of like a cool pop band that I could say was performing, but I was so out of touch. All I could think of was the Sugar Babes, which is a really bad small <laughs> pop band from the UK like twenty years ago. The Sugar Babes are performing. Obviously, they're not, but Dua Lipa or whoever, and it's just going crazy. And like, it is so insane now. The level of. Um, like these these big releases, but uh, McLaren's have had it really interesting. They were talking down their car before the season had even begun. Yeah, and I don't know if they were protecting Priastri a bit by trying to take some, you know. But then it did turn up. They come to the first test and they have actually got a dog of a car. Yeah, um, you know you know who's happy right now? Oh yeah, Danny Rick making eighteen million dollars not to, to not drive, drive that wheelbarrow around <laughs> the track. Going into what the twenty one season, he said that this is his best shot of world title he's ever had. Yeah, well, how'd that wrong. work out? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Poor it's. I was excited to see. He was. Uh, probably, he was probably sabotaged at the end of the year. Oh no! What you want to do is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably happier than freaking Lando and Pastrami right now. Mm. Well, Oscar's probably happy just to be, be there. But I gotta imagine that Lando's not that stoked, and McLaren fans probably aren't that stoked. That thing doesn't look. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think. I think it, but you know the. The the darker the lows, the, the sweeter the payoff. Yeah, that's 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 the best thing with Formula One. Like we haven't had it over this last era of dominance from Mercedes and, and Red Bull, admittedly. Yeah, but it, you know when I know I grew up watching Formula One. You know, probably probably towards the back end of Michael Schumacher's sort of reign, and you know it'd be like, oh, it's cool thought, gonna do it. Or you know, is it is Montoya nope. gonna do it? And then there's old <laughs> Ralphie boy popping up there for the odd one. Nope, which they obviously never did, but it. Yeah, now it just feels. I don't know. I think it's good. Good to have a couple of years in the wilderness. Yeah, and then like you know, how how great was it watching, maybe the Monza win, or maybe it was um, Lando in in Russia. But how oh, exciting yeah. was that nose as a McLaren fan because of the struggles, yeah. knowing where they've been with um with the Honda engines, etc. Um, but it's like you know you know in Freaky Friday when, like they switch positions. Yeah, it was like there was like a Freaky Friday, and when, you know, it's like I don't know. Max Brown and Fernando Alonso said something at the same time and the 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 curse of bad moves went to McLaren. Yeah. And they were like, Okay, we'll get we'll get this amazing racing driver, Danny Ricardo. Turns out to be a fucking dud. Oh well at least we got the Honda engines, you know, this a couple of years <laughs> ago. Oops. Oh we'll get 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 out of the contract. We don't want to be Honda and then yeah. they, they win, you know? Yeah. It does sound like they're gonna be middle of the pack at best, mm. which is going backwards. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um let's talk about Alphatari. Mm-hmm. And why Yuki still has a job, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, why does Yuki still? He's, I know yeah. why. Why is that? Honda. Honda. Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's but really good. they got to something out of it. They haven't got any branding on the car. May as well give him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, do you think DeVries is going to dominate Yuki? <sighs> oh, I think... Yeah. 
I, I think, think he's going to be way more consistent. I think he f- he feels like a finished article. Yeah. Um. Just just yeah. No. You reading these articles, and watching these videos and whatnot, and apparently there's been a bit of an internal conflict in Avatari because he's come in with ideas like this is clearly wrong. Yeah. Because he's driven so many of these cars, right? Yeah. And uh, and they're like, oh no, but this is our ethos. And basically, from what I've from what I've kind of gleaned, you know the uh, the the powers that be at AlphaTauri have gone. Well, you're saying all these nice ideas, engineers, but he is right because it does suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And like the proofs in the pudding. Um, but then again, you know, as I mean, obviously, this is a huge. I imagine it's a very difficult thing being a Formula One driver coming into a new team because how to put this, especially if you're you might feel that you've got really useful feedback the way that's delivered because these 20 mechanics working on your car are going to pull all the arrows for you all the season so i guess it's also a case of like packaging it in a way that they really appreciate you know the feedback did you watch last year's drive to survive at all no no there was a part in it where they followed Yuki around for a while, and he really didn't want to exercise. Mm. Oh, like, dude! Really, dude, didn't he, want should, to he should get onto, he should get onto a World Cup mountain biking downhill. Right, he'd be right at home. <laughs> do you want to do a train? Uh, nah, dude. Yeah, wild. Uh, lastly, let's hit on Williams mm-hmm. before we make some silly predictions. Yeah, uh, Albon and Logan Sargent, an American. They're he having, looks all right though. He does though, doesn't he? Does he does look all right. Yeah, I'm just used to freaking Latifi, the goat, being in the mm. other car. Yeah. And not expecting much. So, just help me out. Yeah. There's a there's a rapper called Queen Latifi, right? Isn't that a, an Egyptian? I think Queen s- Latifi has a pyramid, doesn't she? But what's the rapper called? Queen? No, that's Latifa. Latifa. Okay, cool. There we go. That's what I knew I was getting wrong. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I, I think Logan's probably going to do pretty well. I think he's going to keep Albon honest. Uh, mm. But I think Albon's going to come out ahead. But do you because- think Albon will ever get out? Until no. drive that's decent? I don't think so. I yeah. think that's done. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he basically needs... Yeah, he needs something bad to go wrong at Red Bull. Because to check, uh, Perez is on a longer-term contract now. Yeah, He needs... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, prediction time? Yeah. I think Max is going to win world, yep. world Championships. I think... Shirley or Checo for P2? I think... Or Lewis? Or Fernando, you know, man, I I think for me it's gonna go uh, Max Verstappen. I can see Carlos Sainz giving Charles Leclerc a good run for his money this year. Yeah, um, I think I would go. For me, it's gonna go Max, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Hamilton, George Russell, Checo. Yeah, that sounds. I, I, th- I think Mercedes will get that car sorted in the end. Yeah. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, I think Max is going to win it, obviously, and I think we're going to be treated to some absolutely ridiculous driving. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think that even though he's going to run away with it, I think that it's going to be like amazing to watch. And if you had to, as a as someone that you know loves the sport, you put a lot of time into kind of the behind the scenes sort of writing and art, sort of writing and articles. If you had to work for any one of these teams, you know, not necessarily the most competitive team. Which team do you think you'd work for? Oh, Haas. Haas? Yeah, Haas, for sure. Mm. Yeah, big, Gunther's big always swearing and they're joking mm. around and yelling at each other. And I'm sure people have fun in the other pits, mm. but it looks like those guys have a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. What about yourself? I mean, there'd be basically no expectation working at Alpine. 
No. You know, you wouldn't even have to turn up half the time. Especially after all the shit. You could tell Alpine are eleven till three, four day work week. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're like, we've got we've got our hours in the simulator capped. We weren't even hitting them anyway, baby. <laughs> are you supporting anybody? I'm I'm a very, very, very neutral. Same. I'm very I just I suppose I want people to get their just desserts. I I would love the people I'd like to see do well this year. We haven't talked about um, Alpha actually. I'd like Alpha to do well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know they look like a, a solid car. Oh, we did forget about them, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to do. I'd like, yeah. I like Bottas to get get a good result or two. I'd like George Russell to do well. Yeah, I'd like. I, I hope Lewis destroys George. Do you? Yeah, I'm. I will always be a Lewis fan, especially now that he's an underdog. Mm. I love the underdogs, um, and they obviously weren't for so long, but. Yeah, I just I hope Lewis gets at least one win. Mm, I'd like yeah. I'd like I mean I'd love I was gutted that Lewis didn't win just for the record. Yeah, he didn't win one last year, but yeah. I um I'd love to see Carlos Sainz do well. I I probably, I'm I'm always a fan almost exclusively more of the number two drivers than the number ones. Why do you think that is? Um, I was about to make a really horrible joke about poo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me later. <laughs> um, it's the underdog thing. Yeah, you know I like. Basically, if there were 20 races and 20 drivers, I'd be quite happy if everyone won one. <laughs> Everybody gets a prize. Everybody gets a prize. I'm a big yeah. participation trophy kind of guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what What do you expect to be disappointed by? The quality of the racing. Oh, really? It was pretty yeah. good last year. Yeah. Was it? Cars are better? Yeah, it was I, pretty good. I would say the racing the year before was better. Final one. I have PTSD when, from... Yeah, I mean, it was I a shit show. I can't, I can't but, do you it. Know, I mean, I think that... Yeah, I mean, because I, I, for me, good racing isn't lots of overtakes. For me, good racing is close racing. I'd rather see them drive bumper to bumper and pit a lap apart and try and undercut each other and just do that for an hour and a half and no overtakes yeah. than, oh, my God. And then old Crofty's giving it the means, oh, my God, and he's overtaken the Williams. And you're like, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's got his wing wide open and he's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So for me, I'd rather see, literally, if I saw a season with half the overtakes, but double like half the gaps yeah i'd take that every day of the week okay what do you, you? think you're going to be surprised about i think we're going to be surprised by i think mercedes will have a i think mercedes will get it right yeah i think that you know talking about aston martin being the third fastest car i think mercedes they're a fucking dialed organization and i wouldn't be surprised if round you know when the european kicks season kicks off in earnest maybe around barcelona yeah. I'd be surprised if they just start fucking spanking it. Yeah. Personally. How about you? For surprises, geez. I think I think DeVries is gonna do very well. Mm. Way better than people think he's gonna do. Do you reckon he's gonna be a, a better replace? Do you think he'll do do you think he's a better driver than Gasly? Yes. I thought Gasly was a really he, not last season, but the season prior had a great year. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't nothing ever really jumps out at me mm. with Gasly. Like, I know he had a win and, and, and all that, but Yeah. And he's often in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. He's got that gift for just a car spins. He'll be the one that collects them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, I think Haas is going to do pretty well now that they have a larger budget um, and they have more time with that car. I do think Mercedes is going to freaking, they're going to sort it out. Um, and I think Fernando is going to get a win and Stroll might get a win too, which would be absolutely amazing. I'm, we should put a bet on. How much do you want to bet? Money? Or? No, I, mean, I think we should go to a bookie and put a bet on. I think, what about, how many, what odds do you think you are that Lance Stroll will win in a wet Monaco? A Jeez. million to one? But if it was a wet or Monaco Turkey. and he had a good car, street circuit or Baku, yeah. if you get a wet street circuit and that Aston goes all right, 
I think Lance Stroll could genuinely yeah. be like an outside bet. I'm going to put that bet on. Don't no one else drive up. The, no one else do that. I've got to do that before this goes out. You heard it here. Henry is supporting Lance, Lance Stroll for mm. the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would love. I would just love. I think the racing that someone like, I mean, obviously not just Lance Stroll, but that caliber of driving needs to do well in normally the more exciting races. Yeah. So for me, I'm always hoping that someone like that's going to do well just because the racing will be a better spectacle. Yeah. You know, yeah. so joking aside, like I would love it if, if Lance or Lando or, you know, any number of drivers. Yeah. But it's funny because, because you look at, you look at, I don't know, drivers that you think, oh, they could just pinch a win. But it's funny that, <laughs> it's funny how hard it must be for spending your whole career, like sort of like, you know, how Esteban Ocon just pinched a win. Yeah. Although that may be very unexpected. But it must be hard to be your whole career to never even know, to know you're never going to get one. Those guys, they know that there are six, if anything goes wrong, mm. there are six cars ahead of them. Or sorry, if anything goes wrong with the leading car, mm. there are likely five other cars from three teams ahead mm. of them yes. that are going to have a better opportunity. Yeah. Than an Alpine or you know a Haas or something mm. like that, but every now and then, crazy Line shit happens. Twice. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope it does. So, mm-hmm. what do you think, Henry? Should we call it there? I think we should call it there. I think it's been good. I think quite a lot of rambling. Lots of rambling. There's I'm sl- not going to take any out. You, you know, after all of um, oh, I talk about how shit tire deck is. Strong start, slow, medium, good to finish. Yeah, that was basically our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>